Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhard, and I'm your host. Welcome. So in today's episode, we're talking, the title is kind of uh, deceptive, I guess, uh, the title of Oatmeal Man. Uh, but I was studying in one of my Byron Katie books, which I absolutely love Byron Katie's work, by the way. If you really, really want to change your thinking and your awareness level in life, You've got to plug into Byron Katie's work. Um, one of my favorite books that, that she written, wrote was uh, Loving What Is. So she talks about understanding your thinking and not arguing with what's happening in reality. Okay. Um, more acceptance of what's happening and less kind of struggling in your mind. There's also a really great one if you are trying to change your relationships um, or particularly to love yourself a little bit more. Um, I need your love. Is that true? That's the title of this book, How to Stop Seeking Love, Approval, and Appreciation and Start Finding Them Instead. I love it. Okay, so uh, I'm going to actually read from the book. Um, there's just a little snippet here that I want to read and then I'm, we're going to tease it apart. Okay. The reason why I chose to read this particular piece is because I cannot find a better example. Okay. So, uh, this is really, really good. So it's titled the oatmeal man. It's rather short, but it says the first time a certain young man slept over at his girlfriend's apartment, she served him her favorite breakfast, oatmeal. He didn't mention that he hated oatmeal because he didn't want any disagreements between them, especially after they'd just had sex. He didn't question the thought that telling her the truth would displease her. After they got married, she often served him oatmeal and he continued to eat it. He thought that if he admitted his loathing for oatmeal now, he would displease her even more since it would reveal that he'd been dishonest for a long time. He would rather eat oatmeal than face what he believed his wife would think of him if he told her the truth. And oatmeal is what he's still eating for breakfast 23 years later. Okay. And then she asked a couple questions. Is there any oatmeal in your life? What do you do for love that you wouldn't do otherwise? Okay. So I, I was really thinking about this and I think we really give a lot of our power away when we do things that we think other people will like, right? We're, we're searching for that approval, that acceptance. Um, great examples in my life, you know, in, in my marriage, let's say uh, a great example of this is, you know, when I first got married, I thought, Oh, I, I need to be a good housewife right? So what does that mean? Uh, I need to keep the house very clean. I need to make all of the meals. And then when the kids came, you know, I need to make sure that, you know, they're doing all the things that they're supposed to do, right? Um, right now in, in my life uh, with kids, you know, there's some, I'm getting ready to go on another trip. Uh, I'm going to be gone for about two weeks. So of, of course, yes, for those of you who are asking, I'll do some travel podcasts, things that I learn along my way. Yes, I will. Now, part of the, the retreat that I'm going to be on is going to go over Halloween. Now, normally that's not a big deal. However, my, my second child, my oldest daughter, Hannah, her birthday is on Halloween. 
And I went on this retreat last year at that time. And I asked her, you know, Hey, I, I would like to go on this retreat, but if it's, you know, if you don't want me to, if you want me to stay home, I will, I will surely do that. And there's a reason why two reasons. Number one, the other two kids, they like me to be around for their birthday. So I want to give that to them as a gift. But the number two thing is because I think that being a good mom is being there for my kid's birthday. Now, she was great about telling me, yeah, I don't care if you go or not. Um, and so to her, it's really not that big of a deal, right? But if I think that being a good mom means being here for her birthday, or I think that she's going to want me to stay home, it's going to take some of my power away from going on this retreat. Uh, I remember when I was a teacher, uh, I, I started off my journey as a kindergarten teacher and then a preschool teacher. And I thought it was my job to be a good teacher um, to, it's, it's what I call the Pinterest teacher, right? Um, that we just have to fill our days with all of these different arts and crafts uh, projects, uh, which really with the kids that I was working with, I realized very quickly, if we're going to do that, like I'm going to do a lot of cutting out of things, you know, because when you're working with three, four, five and six year olds, um, they can't really help you with those kind of projects. So I thought that my boss, my children and their parents, their families, that's what they wanted. In reality, all these years later, I realized they wanted that relationship that, that built the foundation for learning. Okay. Here's another one. I, I did a podcast not too long ago. Uh, one of the podcasts around, uh, probably August, September time, um, on the John Maxwell team event where somebody thought being a professional was being all dressed up and wearing high heels and makeup and the whole nine yards. And here I am in my red Converse shoes, right? If we think being a professional means dressing up and wearing high heels, what happens like a friend of mine, not too, too long ago, um, she had surgery on her knee and the doctor said, listen, you, you can't wear those high heels. Uh, it, it's not safe for you to do that. And so now she's like, am I really a professional? Yes, there's nothing wrong with you. You just had knee surgery. You're still the professional you were, right? Or if you're, you know, you think that in order to please your in-laws, you have to go to every single function that they put on. You know, that, that might steal some of your power away, right? So what I'm getting at is that there are many times, much like that oatmeal story, where we think that, you know, doing something, saying something, being a certain way is going to show this person I love you. And then we finally get ourselves into the situation years down the road that we're like, hey, wait a minute, this is not serving me well. This is actually taking my power away, right? couple questions. Do they really care? So for example, you know, with, with Hannah, when I asked her, do you care if I go on this retreat? She's like, yeah, I don't care. Right. Other people might look at me not being there for her birthday and, and they might put a, a meaning on that, but this child doesn't care. So the person that matters there doesn't care. Okay. Perfect. Right. Does it really matter? So think about that. Um, uh, listen, as a housewife, right? Does it matter that the house is clean? Yes. Does it matter that the children are fed? 
Yes. Does it matter that they're clothed and relatively, you know, uh, healthy and uninjured? Yes. Do I have to do all of that? No. I can hire a house cleaner. You know, as the kids are getting older, we can renegotiate who's going to do what chores, you know, who wants to do dinner, right? Um, does it really matter if I do all of these arts and crafts projects as a teacher? No. What really matters is, am I attending? Am I building those relationships and connections? Are we having great conversations? Are children exploring with materials and, and developing their, their, um, you know, their muscles and their brain, right? However, this is what a lot of people don't get to is the question, what do I want? Because we're so run by what somebody else wants. So the guy in, in the story, the oatmeal man, listen, he never stopped to say, you know what? I don't, I don't want oatmeal. You know, think about how his whole life would have changed if in that one second he said, you know what? Thank you so much for making this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not an oatmeal fan. Do you think in that moment that his, you know, now wife would have said, oh, oh, great. Awesome. I'll take your oatmeal. What else can I make for you? Right. He could have had a completely different life if he had just said, no, I don't like oatmeal. So this is especially poignant for those who are people pleasers. What in your life have you turned into, you know, I'm going to limit what I want because of what I think this other person my boss, my significant other, my in-laws, my children think. And, and realizing over time that we really want to come more into alignment with what we want. So if something is not working for you, speak up. Okay. And I love this one quote. I, I just keep, I don't remember who said it, but I keep coming back to it over and over and over again. And it just says, the people who matter don't care. And the people who care don't matter. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a great example. So um, this is just something that kind of happens in my life. But here in, in Michigan, uh, we're now into kind of cold weather. Uh, it's going to be starting to snow here in, in a few weeks. Uh, it's just the, the nature of how things are. And it will be that way for about four or five months. Okay, maybe longer, hopefully not. And for me, as a woman, you know, society culture says, hey, you know, you need to uh, shave your legs, let's say, to be beautiful, right? I don't do that in the wintertime. I'll freely admit that because it provides a layer of insulation that I need, <laughs> okay? I don't care. My husband doesn't care. Nobody else cares, right? And I, I went to an event uh, a couple days ago with some friends of mine and uh, it's been so cold here. I've been wearing pants the whole time and you know, it was actually almost 80 degrees. So I was wearing a pair of capris and I realized too late after I got to the event that, oh no, I haven't shaved my legs. Right. Uh, and I told my friends, oh, I'm so sorry. And all of my friends were like, yeah, we don't care. Right. The people who matter don't care. And the people who care don't matter because the people who are going to make mention or, or even have slight judgments about whether I shave my legs or not, guess what? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Okay. That's really important for us to think about because you know, the guy that in, in the story with the oatmeal, guess what? The person who mattered 
was this girlfriend and eventually wife. And she wouldn't care about that oatmeal. Does that make sense? Okay. I do want to share this one last thing and it might take a few minutes here, but the, one of the beautiful things about Byron Katie is that in every book, she shares her process of, uh, thinking, playing with perspectives. Um, she has you go through and write down, you know, what is bothering you and has you, um, question. So there's the same four questions and then she has you turn it around. So basically you take what's bothering you, you question it, and then you turn it around and you play with these opposites. And, and when you get to the end, the realization that you have over and over and over again is like, oh, I have a choice in how I want to look at this. Okay. It's such a freeing thing to me. So let, let's take the statement. If you love me, you'll do what I want. Okay. So this really relates to this idea. So, um, you know, if, if, if someone in your life says, Hey, if you really love me, you know, you'll, you'll, let's say go to car racing right? And maybe you don't want to go to car racing. That's not your thing. Uh, last night, my husband and, and my two daughters went to, um, like a haunted Halloween thing. That's not my thing. And it was cold and it was raining. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm good. Right. But if they, if they have that statement of, if you love me, you would go to this haunted Halloween thing. Well, first of all, that's not true love, right? That's not really love that that is manipulation. But Let's say you have that thought. If you love me, you'll do what I want. So let's turn that around for a little bit. If you love me, you won't do what I want. So that's an opposite. If you love me, you won't do what I want. Okay. So that statement right there is like, hey man, if you love me, guess what? You don't have to come to the Halloween thing. You can do your own thing. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, let's, let's make another opposite. If I love me, I'll do what I want. If I love me, I'll do what I want. So that's placing value on you and saying, I matter. What I want to do matters. I don't have to do what other people say. What I want is, is just fine. Okay. Here's another way to look at it. If I love me, I'll do what you want. Now, this is more in line with the attitude of service, right? So I can love me and I can love you at the same exact time. I'm doing that right now. I absolutely love creating content and sharing it with the world. Henceforth, why do the podcast? And when I do this, guess what? I can love you in this particular way. Okay. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything. I feel like I'm freely giving and I get to share in this experience with you. So I'm loving me and I'm loving you at the same time, but I'm not loving you at the expense of me. And I'm not loving me more to where you don't get something. Does that make sense? Or win-win. Okay. Here's one more way to look at it. If I love me, I won't do what you want me to do. <laughs> if I love me, I won't do what you want me to do, which is saying, if I love me, it's okay to do my own thing, even though you might not want me to do that. 
right? So, so it's okay for me not to go to the, the haunted Halloween thing, even though you want me to, and I can still love myself and you as I'm doing that. So what I'm getting at here is that original statement, if you love me, you'll do what I want. That's manipulation. But all of the other examples are actually more about freedom and unconditional love for yourself and the other person. You really kind of unhook the idea of love from what you say you want, which is a great way you know, to, to make sure that you're, you're finding the approval that you're wanting for yourself rather than seeking it from someone else. Okay. So think about that. Uh, you know, the, the oatmeal man, he basically said, okay, I want to show her love. I'll eat the oatmeal, but he showed her love without showing himself love. And so think about that day in and day out for 23 years. He he's been doing something that he doesn't like to do. Why? Because he thinks he's showing her love, but he's doing it at his own expense. He could speak up and say, you know what? I'm not, I don't really like oatmeal. Or at the very least he could say, um, enough oatmeal. Let's try something different. Right? So again, I go back to that original question for you. What, what is, uh, the oatmeal of your life? What are you putting up with that? You're like, yeah, no, this isn't working for me anymore. How can you show yourself more love and show others more love in the process? Okay. And remember the people who matter don't care and the people who care don't matter. Okay. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining me today. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.